Welcome to Bean to Barstool Bite-Sized, where we spend about five minutes with some of our favorite people from craft beer and craft chocolate. Today we talk with Kyle Spears, the head brewer at Carillon Brewing Company in Dayton, Ohio. Carillon is a truly unique brewery. It's the only brewery in the country that operates entirely on the grounds of a history museum. The brewery was established in 2014 on the grounds of Carillon Historical Park in a building that was constructed as a replica of what an 1850 brewery would have looked like. The beers, which are mostly from historical recipes, are brewed entirely using techniques and replica equipment from the same time period, and stepping through the front doors is like stepping back in time. The brewing system is gravity-fed and wood-fired and utilizes open vessels, so the brewery smells of wood smoke, hot wort, and whatever ingredient was just thrown into the brew, such as hops or ginger. The beers are delicious and bear the unmistakable touch of the building and system where they were created, which is also where they're best consumed. Carillon doesn't package or distribute, so if you're going to try their beer, you have to come to their corner of Dayton, a stone's throw from the Great Miami River. Here, Kyle explains what's special about tasting these beers in their proper context. We are a museum, first and foremost, and so the entire purpose of creating the brewery was to experience these historically brewed beers within this environment that we've created for it. It really gives it a sense of kind of time period and place, and that gets totally lost if our beers are being served at a regular modern bar where the bartenders or the bar staff may not be well-versed in how to describe the way our beers are made. We can also try to explain this whole system as much as we want, but unless you see it, you don't quite understand what exactly we're doing. Even people coming in here and seeing it and being in this environment, tasting our beers, sometimes have a hard time believing that we're actually making it here with the equipment that they can see. So I think the full intention of this facility was to bring people to Carillon Historical Park to be exposed to education and our case it's 1850s food and immigrant populations and beer wine so if you don't drink it here a huge part of the experience of drinking and tasting our beer is lost you guys have looked in some unusual places for historical recipes can you share a couple examples of that we found our one of our flagship beers our coriander ale just listed in a book called Receipts for the Husbandman and Housewife, published in Cincinnati in 1831. And it was listed under essentially a manual on how to raise a family. And the coriander recipe, which wasn't even listed as a coriander ale in there, just was uh, labeled as another way to brew ale. Called for adding pale malt and cane sugar and hops. Funny instructions like boil it just to a color. And then it called for coriander seed and capsica, so chili pepper. A lot of people think about history is food being bland or beer must have been bland, but they were brewing with some pretty fun ingredients, just like a lot of craft brewers are today. So we found that one there. And then after a couple of years, I was reading another manual from that was published in London in the year 1830. So published one year before this Cincinnati book and it was listed almost verbatim in there, again, as another way to brew ale. So those recipes traveled over here at some point and somebody in Cincinnati saw that recipe in another manual. So you see a lot of these recipes pop up in different publications almost verbatim. So it must have been a fairly popular drink at that time, especially for the home brewer, maybe not necessarily a commercial beer recipe. The first beer recipe that I kind of reworked after I took over as head brewer was our ginger pale ale. And it was a purely seasonal beer for us. We would do it once or twice a year, but right when I reworked that recipe, it became really, really popular. I kind of have a lot of pride in that one. And it has a really pretty pronounced ginger root flavor. We, we 
threw about 25 pounds of fresh ginger root into that beer. Aside from that, I, I think lately I've been really liking our beet ale. So another pretty unique offering, but it's a almost equal mix of barley, wheat, and rye all malted. And then we house roast. We actually locally source when we can beets from Little Miami Farms in Xenia, Ohio. And Jamie Arthur there, the farmer, has been working with us for a few years to grow beets and squash, which is another one we do is squash ale fall. But this beet beer, we brew 50 pounds of locally grown beets and we roast them in our wood-fired oven and then throw them into the boil kettle. And it's fermented on German wheat yeast. So you got you get the kind of banana clovey thing. It's it's basically it tastes kind of like a Hefeweizen, but with some rustic earthiness from the beets. Comes out this really bright pink color that's pretty flashy. And when people see that at a beer festival going around or they even come in here and see it, they're usually attracted to that beer. What story are your beers telling? Gives tells a sense of, of place. And I hopefully these beers represent Dayton, Ohio in 1850. That's the intention. And part of that is is trying to only find recipes or brew beers that we're fairly confident would have been brewed around here. And we determine that based on the people who were settling this area, which early on were English and Irish immigrants. So you have porter, we brew, and ginger pale ale. And then eventually the Germans come here in large droves and beer is being brewed on a much larger scale by the end of the 1850s with the Miami Erie Canal system and the railroads. So these new transportation routes that are opening up and bringing ingredients from all over the country um, to Dayton so that people can brew on a commercial scale. So we tell a little bit of the story of Daytonians kind of starting in the 1830s here with some of those recipes that were more of a homebrew recipe like a beet beer or the coriander ale. And then Porter was definitely a commercially brewed beer for a long time and still is. But yeah, hopefully when people come here, they get an understanding of what it would have tasted like in Dayton, Ohio in the 1850s. Thanks to Kyle for sharing some of his world with us. If you want to listen to the rest of my interview with Kyle and fellow Carillon brewer Dan Loro, you can go back and listen to episode 9 of Bean to Barstool. The music today was by my dear friend Anna P.S. My name is David Nilsson. Thanks for listening to Bean to Barstool Bite Sized. Mm-hmm.